I want to start off this morning with um, reading Ezekiel chapter uh, 3. And I'm going to be coming from verse 16 through 21. And the word reads, And it came to pass at the end of seven days that the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore hear the word at my mouth and give them warning from me. When I say unto the wicked, Thou shalt surely die, and thou givest him not warning, nor speakest to warn the wicked, from his wicked way, to save his life, the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity. But his blood will I require at thine hand. Yet if thou warn the wicked, and he turn not from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity. But thou hast delivered thy soul. Again, when a righteous man doeth turn from his righteousness and commit iniquity, and I lay a stumbling block before him, he shall die. Because thou hast not given him warning, he shall die in his sin, and his righteousness, which he hath done, shall not be remembered. But his blood will I require at thine hand. Nevertheless, if thou warn the righteous man, that righteous man sin not, and he doeth not sin, he shall surely live, because he is warned also Thou hast delivered thy soul. And I have read Ezekiel chapter 3, verses 16 through 21. And this particular scripture is about warning the wicked. And this is what God has told me for the last month to warn the wicked. And so I've been sitting with the Lord and what I thought he was saying, he was not saying. So this morning he woke me up by way of the Holy Spirit and he has caused me to give a word of warning the wicked the scriptures that i'm going to be coming from is first samuel chapter three and i'm going to read that as well and i'm going to say what the lord has said and then i'm going to be off of here this is where the lord speaks to samuel and it says meanwhile the boy samuel served the lord by assisting eli now in those days messages from the lord were very rare and visions were quite uncommon one night, Eli was almost blind by now, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed because he was old. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of, the, of God. Suddenly, the Lord called out Samuel. Yes, Samuel replied, what is it? He got up and ran to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go back to bed. So he did. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel. And again, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, my son. Eli said, go back to bed. Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never, he had, never had a message from the Lord before. So the Lord called a third time and once more, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed and the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. 
Then the Lord said to Samuel, I am about to do a shocking thing in Israel. I am going to carry out all my threats against Eli and his family from beginning to end. I have warned him that judgment is coming upon his family forever because his sons are blaspheming God and he hasn't disciplined them. So I have vowed that the sins of Eli and his sons will never be forgiven by sacrifices or offerings. And that is 1 Samuel chapter 3 in its entirety. God has been telling me to warn the wicked. The, wick, the wicked and the ungodly are interchangeable. These are people who are living immoral lives, don't have value for God or the things of God, who do what they want to do, who say what they want to say, who live the way that they want to live. And the Lord is saying, warn the wicked. But as I read this text, I said, but Lord, where is your warning? You had already made a decision to what you were going to do to Eli and his sons. The man of God in chapter two, who went and came and gave a word to, to Eli as a warning. The, the Bible says it was a warning to Eli's family. But I said, Lord, a warning comes with instructions and directions. And, and he, he, it didn't say, you know, go pray at the altar or, or go give a sacrifice here or there or whatever. But he had already decided in chapter two what he was going to do. So here it is at the end of chapter three, it says, I have vowed that the sins of Eli and his sons will never be, be forgiven by sacrifices or offerings. So I'm here today to tell the people of God, to tell the people that it was Samuel. God woke Samuel up. We hear a lot about, you know, God calling Samuel and he didn't know the voice of the Lord and what he had to tell Samuel. But we never really look at the fact that God woke Samuel up to give a word to his priests, to his mentor, to his spiritual father, that the sin he would not confront, discipline and handle involving his very own children would cause them all to die. The first time Samuel speaks is not to give a warning, but to give what God has already vowed and declared over Eli's and his children's lives. The wages of sin is still death. And this is where Eli honored his sons more than God. This is where the priests of today honor honorariums, platforms, and people more than they have honored God. And God is saying and has already been warning his people that I will raise up a faithful priest who will serve me and do what I desire, as in chapter 2, verse 35. Chapter three, there was no warning, as I said before. God had made a decision and there were no further instructions or directions. And now there are no further directions or instructions for you. You will begin to see where what you call spiritual sons and spiritual daughters begin to die because of what you would not correct as their priests and the blood that is on your hands you shall pay for. That is why I read Ezekiel chapter 3 verse 16 through 21 where the Bible tells you that if you do not warn them that the blood is on your hands. As some leaders will fall, God has called others to rise. Eli fell, Samuel rose. 
for you did not heed to the warning of the Lord. This warning has been going on and on and on for the past three to five years that God was raising up a people to do and to say what he has desired. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, for those of you who play with your giving of tithes, your sin is not in not paying your tithes because the Lord does not need your money. He is the giver of your money. Your sin is not believing and trusting in God himself. I know the priests have made it about not giving them the money, not paying your tithes to the church, not giving where there is a need, but your sin is not believing him. Your sin is not entrusting him with what he has given to you. Help me, Jesus. The Bible says the sin of this world is not believing in him. The word is no longer Jesus Christ centered. You have made the word about you. You have made the word about your conference. You have made the word about your building. You have made the word about money. You have made word about your career. You have made the word about being entrepreneurs. And God said, bring the word back to me. Tell them what I did. Tell them what I said. Tell them where I told them to go. In the name of Jesus, Oh, God, God told you to keep it simple. He said it's not about the lights, the cameras, and the actions. Keep it simple. Speak his word where it will be effective. Speak the word that will cause the dead to rise. Speak the word that will cause the sick to be healed. But you, Yeko Rabashata, have made a mockery of his word. You, the priest, Yeko Rabashata, did not take care of his sons and his daughters. You, the priest, did not warned them he sent Eli a man of God before Samuel even opened his mouth he sent a man of God to tell him what the outcome would be and yet and still he did not warn his people and his children of their sins the wages of sin is still death, and you will die in your sins, thus saith the Lord. You will die in your sin. Your sin is not because you did not pay your tithes. Your sin is not because you did not go to the house of the Lord, but your sin is because you did not believe in him and his word. Help me, Jesus. 
I'm going to read Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 16 through 21 again. And it came to pass at the end of the seven days that the word of the Lord came unto me saying, Son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore hear the word of my mouth and give them warning for me. When I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die. And thou givest him not warning. Morning, nor speakest to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life. The same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Your sons and your daughters will begin to die. Verse 14 and First Samuel says, So I have vowed that the sins of Eli and his sons, the sins of Eli and his sons, the sin of Eli and his sons, the sin of you priests and your sons and daughters, your, you priests, you leaders, whatever you may call yourself these days, your sins... And your children. You are so eager to have sons and daughters. You're so eager to claim them. Now claim their sins upon your hands. In the name of Jesus. Oh God, let me finish. Let me finish. When I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die, and thou givest not warning, nor speakest to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life, the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Yet if thou warn the wicked, and he turn not from his wickedness, nor from his wicked, wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity. But thou hast delivered thy soul. And again, even when a righteous man do a turn from his righteousness and commit iniquity, and I lay a stumbling block before him, he shall die. Because thou hast not given him warning, he shall die in his sin, and his righteousness, which have done, shall not be remembered, but his blood will I require at thine hand. And nevertheless, if thou warn the righteous man that the righteous sin not, and he doeth not sin, he shall surely live, because he is warned, also thou hast delivered thy soul. And I want to point out that it was not just the priest that was in trouble. It was the children who decided that they were going to disobey God. It was the children who decided that they were going to walk in their wicked ways. It was the children who decided that they could take advantage of God's people. It was the children who decided that they were going to take advantage of of their position and their power. It was the children who decided It was the children who decided 
that they were going to take from God of the sacrifices of his people but it was the priest who paid the price oh God thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus there is no more warning there is no more instruction. There is no more direction. For God told you a long time ago what the end would be. He told you a long time ago what he what, what sin would equal. He told you what the outcome would be. Oh God, thank you, Jesus. 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 Oh, God. Thank you, Jesus. You know, whether or not you are a priest, you may be a priest in your own home as a parent. You may be a priest in your own home as a grandparent, but you're responsible for those people. You're responsible for those souls and you're responsible to obey God. Oh God, you are responsible. It is your responsibility. It is your responsibility to warn the children of God. It is your responsibility to obey God yourself. It is your responsibility to suffer the consequences when your children are doing things that they not ought to do. You have children walking in your home with immorality, sexual immorality, no values, no respect. God's house is not even the house of prayer anymore. Oh God. Oh God. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And God is going to deal with you. For he has already made a vow of, the, of their sins. He's showing me who God, Jesus. He's showing me in chapter 2, verse 25. If someone sins against another person, God can mediate for the guilty party. But if someone sins against the Lord, who can intercede? <sighs> who can intercede? But Eli's sons wouldn't listen to their father, for the Lord has already planning was already planning to put them to death thus saith the lord that's it that's it that's that, that that's it oh god jesus mm. who can intercede for you who can intercede for you when you sin against the lord not me Oh, I pray your strength in the Lord.